0: Hello, and welcome to Quadrivia, the podcast that takes you a step beyond trivia and into the minds of the people who craft it. I'm Jeff with RMT Trivia in Chicago.
1: Hey there, I'm Jay with Smarty Pinks Trivia up here in Regina, Saskatchewan.
2: And I'm James Key, the trivia nerd from <laughs> Louisville, Kentucky.
0: Never gets old. I love, I love it. I love your voice, man. <laughs> thank you. Thank I, you. Like, hey. It's just, it's buttery. It just... Silky, oh, buttery, so,
2: smooth. It's
0: so very, just, very nice.
2: You just want to rub it all over your body, <laughs>
0: yeah. and that's, you know, that's. <laughs> I give you, a, I give you a hard time about it because of how often I, I say it's your NPR voice or your radio voice and how much I love it. But honestly, it really does. It really does set you apart. I mean, it's got to be commanding on the microphone when you're hosting a game, to be like, hey, pay I- attention to me because I'm the one with the voice.
2: I do get comments and compliments about it. Uh, People always ask me if I was ever in radio. And the only radio gig I've ever done was just in college. There was this college radio station that was super low power. Basically, you only heard it in the student center or if you were on campus and you plugged your clock radio in, it had enough of an antenna that it would pick it up. And I was like Monday, 5 to 7 p.m. So no one was around. Nobody was listening. I just basically... (laughs) Just, you know, jerked around with, uh, you know, comedy songs and bits and things. And, uh, you know, just had fun with it because, you know, not really anything to uh, to go on. It was just do whatever you could. Just make sure you play these songs that come up on the computer. And I did.
0: That's, that's exactly the type of radio gig you want. No overhead. Just do yeah. these five things uh, an hour. And then whatever, you know, whatever you want. Make Dr. Demento part two. Play whatever songs you want. Yeah,
2: it, it was nice. You know, I was able to kind of keep up with the alternative radio music scene in the you know late 90s, early 2000s. So it did help with some of uh, that pickup. I was able to keep track of all the Kurt Cobain's and the meat puppets, <laughs> boss tones. Mighty Mighty, of course.
0: I have a I have a hot take about Nirvana.
2: Oh, and let's hear case, it.
0: In case anybody wants to argue about it, uh, they are the greatest punk band to ever be known as a grunge band. That's my hot take. Don't at me. Never mind, is a punk record. Just listen to it. I'm not going to fight you on, on music <laughs> genres <laughs> <laughs> Ad-
1: at all. I've was... seen some of the stuff in the trivia writers co op. I know that
0: uh, I know that you're the music guy. Cause you're the ska guy, right? I yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the ska guy. I mean. I'm very proud of it, but I get, I get made fun of a lot for it. I just, you know, it's a, it's the band nerds genre of music. Um, but yeah, when it, when it comes to music stuff, especially stuff from the nineties, when I was super involved and paying attention to like everything as it was coming out, that's, uh, that's just the stuff that I enjoy talking about the most. And I have the most strong opinions about, and my strongest opinion, uh, is that, labeling everything from 1994 on onward as grunge and then doing the same thing except calling it alternative later in the decade really didn't do any service to the music industry like you're going to tell me that Soundgarden Pearl Jam and Nirvana all play the same genre of music because you're wrong <laughs> about that that's uh, absolutely not the correct thing to say
1: I will agree with you there just like I did a uh name that tune round for some fans like they won the the right to pick around a trivia and they said 90s alt rock and then I start looking at lists of 90s alt rock and it's just it's everything you know yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's did it come out in the 90s congratulations alt rock yeah. um and like okay. I I was you know'm I'm, I'm not uh I'm not great at name that tune or uh, even like picking genres for uh, for music identifying genres. And I'm looking through this list. And I'm like, am I doing something wrong? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you're really reassuring me that my round yeah. must have oh, been you're, okay because everything it is alt rock. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, I, at, at least at the end when it was when it became kind of alternative and it just was the difference between like pop rock and non-pop rock. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit more of an umbrella term than grunge was first made to be. Like grunge was like, oh, it's this one specific sound. It's like, no, it's not you're you're describing people from a place like it's people from the west coast who wear flannels that's not fair everybody likes flannel; it's comfy it
2: was just like with ska bands though i mean there was one guy in the band that wore a hat that you had to have one in every ska band
0: have to have the hat guy (laughs) and sometimes sometimes it's a regular hat and sometimes like it's a silly hat that looks like it's a bear you know but they have to have the hat guy (laughs) <laughs> Case in point: Look at the album cover, or the back album cover for the band Safe Ferris. Their bass player uh, had a silly bear hat because that's how ska bands do. That's what you have to have. But yeah, let's. We should probably avoid talking about ska music unless we want 30 minutes of uninterrupted Jeff opinions about ska. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's just you know if we want to do that maybe oh maybe we could do that as like a Patreon bonus episode. I could force I think, somebody to listen to my opinions about ska music.
2: <laughs> I could go with that. I was, I, I always liked ska music when I was playing it at the radio station, and uh, I mean, you mentioned Save Ferris. I don't know a whole lot of their songs, but their ska cover of "Come On Eileen," yeah, you know, that was a is, big one. I just love that. So uh, you know, anytime you can throw a brass section into it, it's just beautiful. So yes,
0: absolutely I'll, agree. I'll, you and I are I'll, best friends now.
2: All right. We'll uh, we'll take the ska train to uh, a bonus episode one night. I'll I'll board up with you, okay?
0: Yay. I get to talk to my favorite person. Well, my favorite person's voice about ska music. Yay. (laughs) All right. That's enough of enough of my nonsense. James, how's your cat?
2: Oh, my cat, my little kitten, who's around like uh, five months. And I think I mentioned this on the last episode I recorded. It's been a little while Uh, they He's getting along a lot better, or I should say the older cat, who's the five-year-old cat, is getting along a lot better with the kitten. Only problem is my daughter lets the kitten out of the room at 4 a.m. because he's awake and messing with her, so she just kind (laughs) of kicks him out. So naturally, they go into our bathroom, and they will wrestle and screech and bang (laughs) into the door for all, like, hours, and it's just like... I'm, I'm very happy that they're enjoying each other's company, though. You know, it's all yeah. play fighting. It's nothing violent. But man, they are just <laughs> rambunctious.
0: That's a you know, that's a built in wake up call. That's not bad.
2: Yeah. Well, well we're going to see what happens early, this I weekend. Guess. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I'd like to sleep in to about 530.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. If that's my sleep in time, we're all in trouble. <laughs>
0: All right. I mean, it is well, you know it
2: is summer vacation. My wife is a teacher, and so uh, we like to get a little extra sleep if we can.
0: What summer vacation? Yeah, that sounds. Hey, what a like, what a segue fisted <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: <laughs> well done. Well, done. by the way, <laughs> did you know?
0: All right, <laughs> Se- segway <laughs> over now. Uh, our ma- our main topic for tonight uh, we're talking about breaks. And stepping away from trivia uh, for short periods of time uh, based on the circumstances that you find yourself in. Uh, So thank you for the lovely segue. You're welcome. (laughs) Really well done. Um, But what do you guys, when, if another trivia host told you that they were going to take a break, what would you guys assume that they were doing? Taking a week off, taking multiple weeks off? When you hear the word break, what do you think about that? I mean, I, I think of
1: most of the trivia shows are weekly. So if someone told me, you know, they're taking a break, uh, I'd assume that you know, this is more than a week. You know, this is it's, it's not like the next show is canceled. This is, you know, you're not going to see me for a little while. That's that's mm-hmm. where my mind would jump.
0: Yeah, I guess as soon as I said that sentence, I kind of, uh, or I should say, as soon as you said trivia shows are weekly, if somebody said that they were taking a break, I would probably assume the same too. Because if you're just taking a week off, you'd probably say, I'm taking the week off. Mm-hmm. But that is that is just to say, um, when we decided that we were going to talk about breaks, I started thinking of the different types of breaks that I personally have taken and I've seen others take. Uh, and the first one, the, the biggest one, I think, would be like the scheduled like vacation-style break, where you take a couple weeks off or uh, just take a little bit of time away from hosting and writing. Um, jay i know aren't you currently on a break or about to go on a break
1: i i'm on a break and i'm loving
0: every minute of it <laughs> it's the summer of jay over here um, <laughs> you're gonna learn to froth.
1: yeah yeah <laughs> I, i'm gonna drink a lot of beer in my backyard um in fact you know i'm, I'm drinking a, a beer right now on the recording and i normally wouldn't do that but hey it's, but it's the summer of jay yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: um but yeah, so I do an annual break uh, every summer, and this was born out of necessity. Um, I, I guess maybe, maybe necessity is not the, not the right word, but I was hosting trivia at a university campus, um, and they shut down over the summer. And the mm-hmm. campus bar goes to reduced hours, and uh, you know there's only like, what, 20 people living on campus or something like that. So they just said, hey, we can't afford to pay you because no one's coming here to drink beer uh, on <laughs> Thursday nights. So that meant that uh, my trivia game would be kind of related to the, the semesters. So we'd have a fall season and then a winter spring season, and then just kind of end in the summer. And uh, then when I moved to Twitch, when COVID hit, um, I I guess I've taken two or three breaks on Twitch now. Uh, and now it's just kind of habit because I love it, because uh, I, I don't know about you guys, but when I have to write trivia questions, uh, it feels like you have homework all the yes. time. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I, you know, I do my games on Thursday nights and Friday morning, I wake up and I say, shit, I have not started my trivia questions yet. <laughs> and uh, now I don't have that feeling. And it's, it's great. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited to be back in September, but uh, no, it's, uh, it's my annual break right now and I'm loving it.
0: How long, how long do you take your break for? Is it the
1: entire summer? The entire summer, usually. Yeah. Like my last show was on oh. July 1st.
0: So no shit, it is the summer of Jay. It's I the summer said, of Jay. We're <laughs> <yeah>. just joking. <laughs> no, no, eight weeks,
1: man. Um, so yeah, July 1st was my last show. And that's just because July 1st happened to land on a Thursday. So I was like, eh, let's yeah, let's do one more. It works. Yeah. Um, and then usually come back first week of September. So uh, in, in the perfect world, I would use this two months to write a whole bunch of trivia questions and get ahead of the game. But I know it's going to be the last
0: week in August when I'm frantically putting everything together it's just that's just the way i am yeah (laughs) i i don't know a single trivia writer that would do that all of us would be like this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna write a whole bunch and then we'll do nothing (laughs) and then the day before our next show ah shit (laughs) i gotta write some questions (laughs) yeah but james what about you have you when because you were until recently hosting for another company did you ever take vacation time or have, have another host step in
2: i am i'm still actually working for a company but i'm also doing an independent show so i have two shows right now one for a company one that i just do on my own now the one that i'm doing on my own i've only been doing uh less than three months now and Uh i don't know if this venue has anything where they you know like shut down for a a week or two i mean like july 4th was a sunday this year and they said that they weren't going to open on sunday so i mean this place does shut down for various reasons for vacations or breaks or whatever, but I don't know what that's going to mean for a Wednesday night. Uh, Mm -hmm. I have no idea if they're ever going to be like, well, we're, you know, taking this week off in September because that's what we do. I haven't been there long enough to really gauge that. Uh, As for the company run, um, I, I never really took, any breaks myself however if i were to do that uh, i'm sure the company would send in a host to substitute in as a matter of fact i was kind of like the sub for other hosts here in my city uh like this one guy has a son who has baseball games that were going to happen on sundays and mondays which were the days that he was running uh this one place and i was going to take all of those of course that happened right at march of 2020 so i got Uh, You know, out of those Um, fellow at a second venue took uh, pretty much all of December and a little bit of January off. So I was able to pick up six extra shows there. Mm -hmm. So I'm almost like the opposite. It's less of me taking breaks. It's taking advantage of breaks. Yeah. Uh, You know, but I was also talking to some teams just this week and they said, yeah, we're not going to be here next week. We're going on vacation. What about you? Are you going on vacation? I said, uh, I will be taking a. Uh, cruise in December so I actually have to work on planning that out and how that's going to work I guess with the independent place I can just say hey I'm not going to be here of course being so close around Christmas probably isn't going to matter a whole lot might not be very busy Uh, the company run one I'm going to have to to see how to gauge that because I've been doing a lot of I don't want to say like I've been breaking rules or anything, but I'm using a new answering system that they don't know about. And I'm using the sound system at the bar as opposed to the equipment that they have provided. So if a sub comes in, I'm almost afraid it's going to be like, yeah, uh, be you know, like a lower quality show. You know, like this person's going to come in yeah. not knowing and not being able to do what I do. And I don't want to disappoint the people that are there because they're getting used to the way that I've been doing it. So, eh, you know what? Like, just like, you've got two months off, I've got months and months <laughs> to think months about to it. Plan. <laughs> that's right. But that's one of the good things though, about
0: like a scheduled break, like a vacation. Um, uh, if, if it's something that you've been doing for long enough, like Jay, like you've been doing this your entire career. Um, or if it's planned or something a, a yeah lot. if it's planned long enough in advance um if it's if it's something you've been doing long enough your players are probably aware that it happens and they're not going to go find greener pastures in the time that you're not there and if you if you plan it in advance and you're able to you can have somebody else host your show like that's the the benefit of of working for a company with more than just one person you know if and that's actually something that I I had Jason step in for me, uh, which I could talk about in a little bit uh, on a day where I personally had to cancel, um, or about like if you know somebody with underlings or you know hosts that they hire out. Like Jason wants to go on vacation, he can have his compatriots cover his shows and the shows go on as scheduled. He's just not there, you know. So that that's a that's a positive to that that type of break. You know, mm-hmm. you have a little bit of. You have a little bit of mental reset time the show goes on or doesn't go on uh as planned and you know all of those things seem like a fairly decent thing i i took a month off in march yes it was march because i came back on april fool's day um i took the entire month of march off this year uh because of all of the reasons that anybody wants a vacation i was very stressed and very burnt out about a lot of things and the month off of writing, which again, I told myself, you know what? I should write a game just so that my first week back isn't crazy pants. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what I didn't do? I didn't write that game. That, that did not happen. <laughs> tisk, I, took, tisk, yeah. I took all four of the weeks off. Um, but I let, I, you know, I let my players know in advance, Hey, I'm going to be taking this month off. Um, I found uh, or rather I didn't found but we made sure that my time slot on Twitch for the raid train uh was filled by Kimby from Kimby's Quarantine Quizzes if you're listening Kim thank you very much um and you know we kind of made sure that the players still had something to do that there was still a show that was going on uh which allowed me the time to step back and kind of catch my breath you know which is what the schedule breaks are really good for you know even if it's only for a week um I recommend to everybody to at least take some time off from writing, especially, you know, writers that have to do multiple shows a week that are pumping out questions like crazy. It draws on you, you know, like I only had one game a week and <laughs> for this last year, it's been really hard to keep on top of things and, and keep myself steady. Um, so it's for all of those reasons and more, I, I love scheduled vacation breaks. They, they haven't always worked the best for me in the past. Um, as I've talked about with my live venue, uh, they have a very strong stance on if trivia is supposed to happen, it's going to happen with or without you, <laughs> which uh, isn't always the greatest thing to hear. <laughs> like, oh, hey, if you're not there, we'll just hire another trivia host, which, you know, never want to hear that. So um, a couple of years ago when I had a medical emergency, I got Jason to step in for me at like in a moment's notice. Um, my son was having surgery and I was not handling it well. And I couldn't get anything done the whole week of, because my brain was not thinking about trivia. It was thinking about, uh, my infant son, uh, being put under anesthesia. (laughs) which that itself was, was terrifying. I just couldn't handle it. So I reached out to Jason. I said, Hey, one-time thing. I know it's not something that you'd normally do, but are you able to step in for me? Um, and that, despite it being kind of, (laughs) despite it kind of being more of a health emergency or something like that, I still considered that a break because I had the week off. I, I didn't have to go in that week. Uh, and that's another type of break where, either the luck of the week isn't with you your equipment isn't working something like i've had the power go out at my bar before and you just can't have your trivia <laughs> that night um what how do you guys handle situations like that where you haven't planned a break but now you have the week off
2: that well you mentioned the power outage thing that reminds me of something that happened uh, well over a year ago but um, I arrived at my venue and it's in a strip mall and it's like, everything is dark. <laughs> and, and I like, I'm like, what's going on? And I walk in and there's just people with flashlights in there and they're just, you know, milling around doing whatever. And I'm like, hi guys, what's going on? And they said, <laughs> oh, the power has been out in this entire neighborhood for, you know, three or four hours. And I said, Oh well uh anybody think to call us you know so that i didn't have to drive 35 minutes down here yeah. to uh to get nothing done it's like oh well no so you know i mean even though i got the week off uh it you know didn't re- you know still i had to drive down and drive back it was almost like i did the show it's yeah. just as bad um You know, there haven't been a whole lot of times where extenuating circumstances have canceled a show for me. Um, That would really be the only time that I can think that that happened. Um, So, you know, the best I've got is a, you know, one time anecdote there. So (laughs) uh, I'll, I'll pass the baton to the next person.
1: Yeah, I've I've got maybe a couple of times that it's happened. Um, once when I first started doing trivia um, at a, a different bar, at a restaurant, I remember we, it was me and two other guys that were that were hosting trivia and we showed up and there was just like I don't know, 25, 30 people standing out front of the, the bar. And we were, we had no idea what was going on. Turns out there was a power outage and uh, kind of similar to your story, James, just nobody told us. And what's worse is the bar staff just didn't come in that day. It's like the, man- oh. <laughs> the manager. Um, so, so what apparently must have happened is the manager got to the restaurant to open, realized the power was out, waited a little while, then called all the staff and said, you know, don't come in today. We have no power. Didn't call us, didn't put up a sign or anything. So when we show up to do our trivia game, there's just all these people standing in the parking lot saying, hey, what gives? And then we call the manager and he says, oh, yeah, the power was out. Thanks. Um, so anyway, then what we ended up doing actually was uh, we would always bring like like my trivia game is is online through a website, um, but we would always bring PDF uh, printouts just because it would make marking a lot faster to just have it you know physically in front of you. So we had the printouts. Um, so we just did uh, two rounds of trivia in the parking lot with everyone. And uh, we couldn't give them the beer that the bar would normally hand out to the winners. But we would always give out um, brownies. We'd call them brownie points. Uh, we'd give out <laughs> those little two-bite brownies um, to anyone that uh, they got around right. So, uh, yeah, we just did a little game in the parking lot. And I think uh, we, we didn't get paid, which sucked. But I think um, for, you know, advertising purposes to the fans, you know, they really appreciated it. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure it, it made people come back next week because they... They realized that uh, our hearts were in it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. um, so so there was that. Um, I have uh, had situations where, you know, I've, I've gotten a really bad cold or like a stomach flu or something like that. Yeah. And uh, I've had to kind of at the last minute had to bail from uh, a performance. <laughs> but I do always have a co-host and the co-host knows just enough, uh, you know, to make the website go and uh, hit the space bar to advance the slides and uh, I've had him do the show by himself a few times and then on the flip side when he's not been feeling well I've done the show by myself as well um, for the the live venue of course on Twitch different kind of story because that's a one-man show and if I'm out um, it's just it's cancelled and that's that's the way it is sorry folks Um, but I think as long as you tell people um, they're usually compassionate and people get that like yeah. especially with Twitch. It's a, it's a free game, you know, uh, like mm-hmm. some people will give bits and donations and stuff, for, but for the most part, it's a free game. So if you need to cancel that because of personal reasons, um, people are usually pretty good about it and we'll come back next week. And I've even had people, you know, like ask me about it and stuff. I um, In in March, actually, my father passed away from, from COVID and uh, I just that week and I actually took two weeks off from trivia. And uh, I mean... Obviously, that was uh, one of the last things on my mind. But just said, hey, yeah. not doing this, and uh, people came out of the woodwork just with support. And you know, people I've never met in my life—they're just a name in Twitch. But you know, they they jump onto Facebook and sending their condolences and everything. So I think, I think people, I think the players are usually very accommodating and understanding. Whereas maybe the management side of things with with the bar staff and stuff. Yeah, maybe they're a little more interested in the bottom line i guess yeah. is where i'm going with all this
0: i i've had very much the same experience uh especially um this last year the couple of times where uh marcy's schedule didn't work very well with trivia and i had a brand new puppy and two kids and i was also going to be live <laughs> and i was like nope that's not a thing that i'm gonna do let's <laughs> let's not try that um and uh, the times for mental health reasons and, and other other things that have happened uh, every time that I've said, hey, no no show this week on Twitch. Um, absolutely the same experience. Everybody's reached out and said, you know, hope things are going well. You know, wish I could help out. We'll miss you. We'll see you next Wednesday, you know. And I could always count on those same people coming back the next week. Uh, in a live game, it's a little bit, different like you said because you also have the management aspect of it but every time that i've had circumstantial cancellations or uh you know we couldn't do something that week because of issues there was the power outage where there was a car accident that happened literally like a half hour before uh like right in the middle of their dinner rush because i would i would go in um towards the towards the end of their dinner rush. So right at the beginning of their dinner rush there was a car accident that knocked out a power junction, knocked out power to the restaurant. Um so I, it had happened while I was on the way to work that night. And so we had to stand out front and tell people the trivia wasn't happening and um that you know that that wasn't anybody's fault management didn't expect me to stand outside and host or anything like that. I actually went to a I went to a microbrewery with all my players and we all had beers. It was great. It was a good time. <laughs> nice. Um And then another time we had issues with the sound and video system. Uh, It just just was not getting along with us. And due to the way that the venue is set up and how I have to host trivia, there just wasn't a way for me to link into the screens. I didn't have any, like my handouts were little note cards that people would write answers on. They didn't have question numbers or answers or anything on them. You know, I didn't have handouts. There was nothing I could do, and I couldn't speak through a microphone to talk to people. There was just literally nothing that I could do to get my sound across. So we had to just cancel the show that night uh, because there, there just wasn't a way for there wasn't a way for me to have my show go on as planned. The the good thing about that night, though, and what the the positive that I see for situations like that when they do crop up is that if you've already written your show and you get to the venue and the venue says we can't do it tonight um because of you know power outage which seems to be something that everybody has to deal with um then you already have your game written for next week so then you get a week off like you have everything done the the only time that that wouldn't work is if it was like a, a show specifically built for that date and time, like it could not have happened on another. like if it's your Halloween show, you can't really host it the week after Halloween and expect people to, you know, if Halloween falls on your night, you know, the week after Halloween it's not going to have as much oomph, you know, I, I will
1: say that that is like a really good feeling of when it does get canceled and that sucks, you know? Yeah. Um, but then the next day, you're like, oh, wait, I'm a week ahead.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and, and
1: again, just like I was talking about in the summer, like in theory, you would now continue to write the next
0: week's trivia and then be two weeks ahead, but you don't. You know, you don't it's... do that. No, you don't do that at all. <laughs> uh, oh, so, and here's... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you up. Um, well, the only other time... Sorry. <laughs> sorry again. Just that's all right. You go ahead, man. I, I just wanted to bring this up. I did have to cancel one day of as well, and I'm actually wondering if Jay has had this too due to weather because of severe cold over a winter um you know
1: I'm, I'm trying to think um i think we've we've had a handful of times where attendance has gone way way down mm-hmm. but never enough to cancel um you know we we kind of joke here in saskatchewan because it, it gets brutally cold right like yeah um we with the wind chill we start to push like minus 50 degrees celsius i well, I guess minus forty and minus forty are the same Fahrenheit. Yeah. So when I say minus fifty, it probably means something to you guys.
0: Yeah, um, we but, use Eagle Cheeseburgers <laughs> over in Freedom Land. So oh, um, I mean, I'm just assuming that that's really cold. Because if you if you are in a city that rhymes with fun in Canada, which I already know to be very cold, and you say it gets really cold, I will go. I believe you. It it does and they don't like snow days just
1: don't exist here every everyone just said um no like you you (laughs) live here you know what the rules are uh you will go to school and work no questions asked um so like there have been times where uh it's been so bad that like you know i gotta boost my car to get uh get to the bar that's only like six blocks away or whatever um but people do still come out they seem to um but like it has been extremely low attendance and there has been in as far as I can remember, I think there was one night uh, that it was so, so bad and it, it wasn't even the cold. It was just the conditions, you know, the roads were just complete ice and no one yeah, wanted really got Um, And in that situation, I remember we just kind of mulliganed the, uh, the season scores because usually we keep track of the scores uh, mm. until the end of the semester and then we give away like a keg of beer to the top team and we just said you know what we've only got like 10% attendance tonight so we're still going to do trivia we're still going to give out the the nightly beer and everything
0: yeah, but, but you it's counted it, it against anybody
1: yeah it's not really fair to penalize the other teams that didn't want to risk their lives to get here yeah. tonight you know <laughs> so yeah that's that's kind of the only situation that uh that I can remember happening with extreme yeah. weather
0: we yeah i think it was 2019 maybe or maybe the year prior i feel like it was very recent but we had a really bad winter uh in the last couple years where temperatures were you know about negative 20 in american fahrenheit units (laughs) um which you know it's not compared to what you're telling me about negative 50 celsius which jesus christ um it you know it's not a lot compared to that um but the wind chill was really bad and it was uh one of those ones where it just shut down the city like just like everything was like it's balls cold we're all staying home and everybody's <laughs> like yep cool and and so you know i was keeping an eye on the temperature says right as i was writing the game for that week and i'd messaged the the manager i was like hey you know if you guys you know let me know how you know attendance is on your regular nights leading up to trivia and if it's really low and you feel like, you know, not having trivia for everyone's safety, they're like, yeah, we're, we're probably canceling just because they didn't want to say, you know, here's a reason to go out in negative 20 degrees and slip slide all over the road and come play trivia, you know. So despite the, you know, I describe my venue in lots of ways. They overall were great people and very fun to work with. The only thing that scares me is when I said, like, what if I can't make a day? Then it's like, well, hire somebody else. It's the only thing they've ever said that's been scary to me. But everything else they've done has been uh, with the with their guests in mind. So I was really happy when they're like, yeah, I, I, I don't think we're going to do, you know, cold snap trivia. Although that would be kind of fun. Get everybody in mittens.
2: That kind of leads in.
0: Fastest in galoshes.
2: That kind of leads into what I was gonna ask. You say uh, you were a little fearful of the manager when you would say, hey, I might need to take this week off. And then you also said your customers outside were all you know, rallying around you and they were appreciative that you would uh, have you know, a little couple rounds of trivia in the parking lot or something like that. Do you feel like that's the norm where you as the host, you've got that rapport with the players And you almost feel like you could do no wrong. You know, if you say, hey, I can't make it, they're like, that's fine. You know, uh, but the managers, do you think that they're a little bit more on the bottom line, as you said, and and hoping for the the money influx? Uh, And what about the staff as well? Would you feel like that they would be upset or a little bit more blasé about you skipping a week?
0: At my venue, at my venue, as long as the overall average players that would that would come in on Wednesday nights didn't drop below like a certain point, as long as it was regular, like if I had to have like when I had Jason step in for me, or uh, there have been times where I just straight up hosted a game that I had done you know a year before. I didn't take the week off. I just took the week off from writing, you know, things like that. Um, as long as my player base stayed consistent, um, the manager really didn't have any issues if I said I wanted to do something different or, you know, I have somebody else coming in for me tonight. They they really were, as long as it happened when they expected trivia to happen, they really gave me a really long leash, um, which was really nice, uh, uh, really, really wonderful people to work with, and at least the person that i work with personally not the people making decisions about uh other opportunities that i had to like when i've talked about that they made me do theme games every other week just not ideal in terms of regularity. people people want you know if you go to trivia on wednesday expect it to be this type of trivia game and then all of a sudden it's you know seinfeld trivia and you're like well i didn't want seinfeld it's like well you know Come back next week, I guess. Like that's not something that I ever want to have to say, but, um, but the the manager was very understanding, especially if you know I wasn't feeling well. I had to have somebody step in or something like that. And I, I've had people guest host the game for me before, um, and all of that was fine as long as, in the long run, as long as the train kept moving. You know, if I had to slow down one week, not a big deal as long as the train kept moving. Um, but I don't I don't know if I could say that that's true of all managers because I guarantee that there are people that are not as nice <laughs> as Melissa was. <laughs> and I guarantee that there are definitely staff that would be like, this is dumb. Don't do, why are you doing this to me? I need to make money tonight. Whereas most of the staff that I work with we're lovely people and if they weren't making money they get to go home so they're like bonus i get to go home
1: (laughs) um yeah oh sorry
0: no i was i was just gonna say i'm sure that my experiences are not the norm
1: well i've i've worked with uh, maybe five different venues maybe six different venues um and there's definitely different kinds kinds of management you know i won't talk about management too long but I think there's some that um, they really want to run a trivia night and they kind of get the whole culture idea with it. And it's it's one of those things where you're going to get the same group of like 50 people coming into the bar every single week. And that is so valuable um, from the bar's perspective, especially on a Wednesday or a Thursday when nothing's going on. Um, But then there's some managers that kind of just look at it as another set of entertainment. You know, like there Mm there was one guy I worked with who he's got um he's got us the trivia guys he's got bands that come in he's got a karaoke guy he's got a a single guy like a music bingo kind of guy um and just you know he's got everything so like from his perspective we're just entertainment to come in once a week and bring in a few people and uh if we're not there yeah he's he's filling us with someone something else you know so Um, I, I think it's definitely venue specific, you know, venues have different kinds of views on it.
2: I've been very lucky that I haven't had like, uh, you know, a sick break where I've had to call in and say, I just can't make it. It's just, uh, never fallen on one of those days. Even, uh, you know, I got my COVID shot the second time I was down for a day, but it didn't matter because I was not hosting trivia that night. So everything was on the up and up. So luckily, I haven't been in that place yet. But, you know, like I said, a couple months down the line here, I'm going to be going on vacation and I'm wondering, you know, I I, I do want to tell them in advance. I'm not just going to spring it on them. Well, next week, guess <laughs> what? Sayonara. Um, but I'm sure, you know, the players are going to be fine. I feel like I, I have been pretty lucky that Players at the places I have hosted enjoy my show. They come not only just for the trivia, but also for me and for the environment. It's a big package deal. I'm not going to say that I'm the absolute sole reason, you know, but uh, I'm definitely a part of it. So I feel like players, they're going to be all right. Yeah, they'll miss me. Chances are they would probably show up there anyway. They just make it a, a weekly trek to be out there just to relax with friends and family and have some beers uh staff hard to say i mean i get to know the staff as much as i can you know i mean obviously i'm i'm working they're working it's not like we're just shooting the shit between questions or anything uh we're both doing our jobs but i think that they appreciate what i do and i appreciate what they do Management, on the other hand, hard to say the I actually never see management at either of the venues, really, that I work at right now. Uh, one of them is a guy. He's mostly just in the back or he might not even be there that night. It's you know pretty hands off in that way. And of course, that's also the one that I do through the company. And uh, the the company heads are in a different city. So it's not like they're going to be breathing down my neck and making sure I'm doing, you know, X, Y, and Z for the show. I, I host, they are getting their cut and everything seems to be hunky dory there. The independent venue that I'm working at, the owner is not usually there the night that I'm hosting. Uh, They were last week. Uh, Usually there's only one person staffing the bar and the restaurant. Uh, That I have seen over these past couple of months and then all of a sudden uh, the owner and his girlfriend were there that night and they were running around having a harder time with it than the single person would have. Uh, so obviously, I didn't get to, you know, <laughs> say much to them because they were, you know. Well, actually, no, I did get to talk to them because they said at the beginning of the show, "Hey, can you turn your microphone down? I can't hear any of the orders the people are giving." <laughs> oh no! I'm like, oh come on, you got to be kidding me. So, <laughs> well, you know, I mean, so I guess uh, until those breaks start to happen for me, I, I really don't have much else to contribute on that, at least for the circumstantial. Um, I think that circumstantial things are one type of, you know, like an unknown, if you will, car accidents, power outages, sicknesses. But what about the times where it's more of an involuntary thing that might be even known about in advance besides a vacation where maybe the venue makes the decision? Is there anything along those lines that have happened to you guys? Because I've got a story or two on that but uh i wanted to pose the question uh, and then see what you all have to say first
0: yeah i i have a very a very special memory to me now i don't know uh i don't know what you guys situations are in terms of like preempted due to sports in your area uh james being from louisville uh i'm assuming that college sports things like maybe march madness might be pretty big news stuff that I, might might i would say a game on.
2: well that's part of my story which which i will say but yes oh, okay. march well, then, madness is a huge deal in my city
0: and then jay up in regina You guys have a CFL team. It's the wait, wait. It's got to be the Rough Riders (laughs) because all all of the teams are named the Rough Riders, right?
1: Well, there's only one now, but there were two. Oh, okay. Um, But yeah, when there's when there's a big rider game, um, the bar is full, uh, but they're not there for me. Okay. (laughs) And then uh, the other thing with sports is just I would usually host on Thursday nights, and if there's Thursday night football. that has to be on, you know, it has to be on a yeah. big screen, but uh I actually love when it's Thursday night football, because then when I'm up at, you know, front of the stage uh hosting, it gives me something to do between questions is a yeah. uh, bet on the football game. So oh, <laughs> I'm into it. Um, Does
0: the, is the great cup always on like a Sunday or a Thursday or something like that? Like, is I, that, is that something that's. That I think it is.
1: Uh, I couldn't tell you because I, I don't think I, the last couple of great. <laughs> I, I'm a little more interested in the NFL than the CFL. Um, but yeah. when 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 the Rough Riders, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, uh, are on a hot streak, you know I'm a bit of a bandwagon fan. But
0: yeah. Well, speaking of speaking of hot streaks, uh, I, I had the pleasure the pleasure of having two Wednesday nights off in late 2016 when the Chicago Cubs finally fucking won the World Series. <laughs> and going into that when the cubs made the world series a i was crying that they were just going and b i immediately called melissa and i said hey well i'd message her but you know what i mean i messaged melissa and said hey looking at the schedule for the world series as soon as it came out uh guarantee that game 2 is on a wednesday night what are your thoughts and she's like you know um i let me you know let me talk to let me talk to my bosses and see what they're doing uh, and she messaged me back almost immediately. and he's like, yep, canceled. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. don't worry about it. And that was I think it was like uh, a week and a half out that we knew something like, you know, it was as soon as they released the schedules. Um, so we knew in advance that at least that next Wednesday would be off uh, and that it might possibly if it went to seven games, which I don't know if anybody remembers, but it definitely did. Uh, that the seventh game was also on the following Wednesday. Uh, so I had to uh, plan ahead uh, on Facebook and said, hey, everybody, just a heads up, you know, Cubs are in the World Series. Don't know if you knew everyone that lives in the Chicago land that plays my game. Um, and game two is 100% on a Wednesday night. So we are preempted by the World Series. Uh, please go watch your local heroes win the World Series. Uh, and I also had to make a note and say, hey, just in case it goes to seven games, because it because it definitely won't. The Cubs will win in four, der. Um, But yeah, if it goes to seven games, we'll have to preempt the next one, too. And I am very glad that we made that choice a because I got to watch the Chicago Cubs win the World Series, which is one of my favorite moments. It is up there with the birth of my children <laughs> that I got to watch that happen in real time in my lifetime. Oh, sure as God made green apples. That was a wonderful, wonderful day for me. And the uh, while everything about that was happy, if I was not a Cubs fan, which about 50% of the Chicagoland area is not, uh, if they had their things canceled because of the Cubs World Series, uh, that's not a very happy thing for them. Because... <coughs> Sox fans don't like it when the Cubs do good. Well, I shouldn't say that. That's a that's a wide that's a wide paintbrush, but generally, <laughs> you know, I I have two very good friends of mine that are diehard Sox fans, and when I told them that the game was canceled because or preempted rather due to Cubs World Series, they were like, "Boo! Everything <laughs> about this! I want to play trivia. Boo!" Um, but that was a a good version for all things that happened. Cause I got two weeks off. Uh, you know what I did with those two weeks? Definitely didn't write trivia. Um, <laughs> um, I had, I had two weeks off and I had reached out to all my player base on Facebook and said, look guys, this is a once a year type thing. We don't really have control over it. Um, so I'm going to take these two weeks to, you know, pray to Joe boo that the Cubs are going to do good and try to win him over to Chicago from Cleveland. Um, and that that was a a simple time that that happened because everybody in my player base at the time was from Chicago. I didn't have to explain it to people from different places in Twitch. Uh, my very first trivia hosting gig. Um, I worked for about six months before they said, "Okay, trivia is done now. We have football to watch on because it was it used to be on Monday nights." And I was very taken aback i was like wait what what's happening (laughs) i did not know that this was a seasonal position uh and so they they kind of sprung it on me that i was only going to be doing monday nights when they there wasn't monday night things happening um and so that was a little bit harder because i wasn't prepared and it, uh, it was my very first game i didn't have you know uh a business page or anything like that i didn't have a way to get in contact with everybody and say hey just to let you know uh trivia is not happening for a few months sorry you know um but that was i was not prepared to be done with trivia and not be paid (laughs) but you know that's those things don't always fall in your favor and they're almost never in your control you know if the manager says hey we're going to change the day of your trivia to uh tuesday so you have one less day to write or uh, it's canceled this week and we'll only have you on the first of the month or something like that like those aren't those aren't your choices sometimes you don't get a choice in that matter um and the best advice that i have when those things happen is try to reach out to your players make sure that they are aware that trivia is still happening and on certain days uh it's the same thing that happens to to tv shows that they move around too much they lose all their viewership because people don't know when and where to find it like that's why arrested development was canceled after 3 seasons because they kept moving around what day it was despite all of the critics saying this is the best tv show that's ever tv show you know so if a manager tries to do that to you or if your venue tries to do that to you the best advice that i have would be try to keep in touch with your player base that's why social media presence is uh, a big thing even if it's only to inform your player base about changes or things that are happening
1: i've got two things to say <laughs> number 1 uh was the first bar that i did trivia at uh they actually had me on on sunday afternoons um when the nfl kicked off uh we did one show and then i immediately got fired <laughs> 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 um like the, the first week was like hey we'll try like we'll have the games on and stuff and uh yeah it, i was a nuisance to the bar you know like <laughs> they didn't want me there um and number two, shows getting moved around. I'm still pretty upset about Stargate Universe. I don't know if anyone, <laughs> I don't know if anyone in the world watched that except for me. But they moved it around night to night to night, and then it just died. And uh, it didn't come to a good conclusion. So I'm still pretty sour <laughs> about it. That's all.
2: Uh, I will chime in with the March Madness thing. It wasn't so much that I got preempted, but I would arrive. And the show would start at seven o'clock. And they said, well, uh, the Louisville game is on at seven o'clock. So what we're going to do is you're still going to run trivia, but instead of playing songs between your questions, you're just going to turn up the audio on the game and just, you know, be mindful of when exciting moments are happening, not to cut (laughs) in or whatever. So, I mean, I was, uh, it was a little bit more, it was a little bit more abrupt when I, would ask a question. I was much more uh, not curt, but, you know, I was to the point. I wasn't embellishing. I was just asking the question and now let's get back to the game and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I don't think that that's happened much with other sports. I know that sometimes other games would be going on and they wouldn't have us piping the audio, but there would still be people, you know, giving me faces because I was interrupting with my sarcasm and wit and questions and answers and whatnot um i've <laughs> i even got chided the other week very recently for turning off the touch tunes jukebox because <laughs> i had to i had to, i could not pipe in my microphone audio unless that thing was paused and turned off because the way that thing is wired at this bar is if anybody is playing a song it instantly shuts off any other audio anywhere else so yeah. you know and and she came over and was a little bit uh less than pleasant about it and <laughs> I was like well I got a show to do and I talked to the staff and we smoothed it all over and whatever but you know if she were a little bit more polite about it I would have been a lot more polite and say well I'm sorry about that let me go ahead and finish your songs and you know and then just so you know we're starting at 7 um
0: I played all of Slippery Wood yeah. Wet. I want my money back. or I want you to turn <laughs> it back on.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, she had like four credits worth of songs going in there, all like hard rock in 2000, like your, you know, your Nirvana grunge and alternative oh, and stuff God. like that, which <laughs> oh. didn't really fit the bar that much. I mean, this, <laughs> I wouldn't say it was a country music bar, but that tended to be the flavor of music. People would prefer listening to there. So, yeah. yeah and so uh, that's
0: that's one of the things oh i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off you.
2: no no it, it, that's that's you know I, I, i'll mention something else you go ahead and finish your thought and then i got one more thing
0: i was just gonna say one of the one of the problems one of the things that makes it advantageous to avoid live sports uh is that generally on those nights the bar will have more more people there and they're also not there for you so Mm -hmm. if you have if you're hosting a trivia game to your regular trivia players but there's also 30 extra meatheads that wouldn't have been sitting at the bar top that are really invested in what's happening on the screen and you keep interrupting them with your geeky nonsense like that's that's a recipe for they're gonna yell answers or they're gonna you know I, i can't say that that's true of everybody that goes to bars to, to watch sports and stuff like that. But I've definitely seen that happen on, you know, nights where things were, uh, things were you know, there's a basketball game or something on in the background or a hockey game and people were really excited about it. And I was like, trying to do my thing. And they were like, hey, could you shut up? And I was like, no, mm-hmm. I can't, <laughs> like, <laughs> if I can't do that. Sorry.
2: If the management were to call me before and say, listen, it's, you know, important game tonight and maybe you know we won't do it or something like that instead of me arriving and them just saying hey just make sure you're not playing music and we're putting in the audio between your questions uh, it it didn't feel like it was very courteous to me and not courteous to everybody you know not only my trivia players but also uh, the sports fans that were there it just was a a mishmash of slight disappointment for everybody
0: yeah not terrible things at once
2: yeah Um, I wanted to touch back on social media as well. I uh, because I'm just starting into the independent realm of trivia, I never had a social media presence. Now I do, although it's very sparse. I mean, I'm on Facebook and Twitter and things like that, but I don't really advertise it out to people because I don't put updates out Um, the restaurant the bar that i work for they will post things on their page Mm -hmm. if i happen to post something on my page and say hey why don't you share this um and and that's that's still a, a clumsy way of doing things right now and so i don't have people that are following me on social media but now that you're mentioning the way that you do it so that you know you can talk to your player base i'm thinking that might be what i definitely need to spread out into um and uh something else that i kind of and i lost the train of thought of that um let's see if i can come back to it but uh and and i can't so we'll just uh put a period on that and move on to anything else that we want to say so
0: So social media good but also yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's both of those things but listeners follow the trivia nerd at all the places follow him give him friends to talk to.
2: You well, yeah, we'll do more on the the addresses later <laughs> on. So
0: but so overall though, the the positive things that I take away from breaks are it gives us the time to kind of refresh ourselves mentally despite the amount of time that we say we're going to write that we absolutely don't. Um it you know when they pop up due to issues, you know, you get a week off. That's that's a positive take on it um for me the only real negatives are uh if they happened in the real world uh i always was very conscious of uh i was conscious of the number of players that i had the number of teams and if the if it didn't keep up with like if it didn't show parity to what i'd seen before like oh fewer teams in the winter more teams in the summer um if a break or something like that had happened that had caused my numbers to drop down, I, that would be something I'd worry about. Like, uh, trivia players are regular people. If they find a game that they like on a regular night, they want to be at that place. And if that stops happening in a regular and dependable way, then you might lose them to to another show. So it's strictly from a business perspective, uh, for, for live trivia games. Um, I wouldn't recommend too many <laughs> circumstantial or involuntary breaks if you could avoid them. I don't think a one planned holiday or having somebody else step in is that big of a of an issue for that. But that's the only real negative to breaks. I, it, it, honestly, I've always seen them as uh, even even in the worst case scenarios of oh my gosh, the building's on fire. We can't have trivia today. I'd be like, hmm. sweet. I don't have to write trivia this week. <laughs> you know, it, it always has that that positive <laughs> gleam on it. I'm, I always feel like coming back from a break that I'm always a little bit more refreshed. Jay, I, I can only imagine what it feels like having an entire season to not write.
1: Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: like that first uh, game back has got to be great though, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. You know, like the breaks um like you said as long as they're not too frequent or too long i think they're a good thing the only place they're really going to hurt you is is the pocketbook i guess you know like um like you're not going to get paid during the break but um you got to avoid burnout of course like you can get kind of overwhelmed every week after week and i kind of think of it as if i continued uh doing trivia throughout the summer without a break just 12 months straight um my content would probably go downhill and I'd probably lose some players. Um, When I take a break and I come back, uh, I've done this twice on Twitch and both times there has been a dip in players, you know, maybe, maybe like 20% lost, um, but they come back eventually, you know, in a couple of weeks it comes back. And I think it gives you a good opportunity to advertise as well. Like over the summer, um, I try to do a little bit of social media advertising. Um, I try to talk in my Discord server with people and just try to hype it up a little bit uh, for Twitch. And then for the live venue, which I'll hopefully be going back to in September. So now it's been a two year break, I guess, or one year break. Oh, time works strange in, in <laughs> COVID world. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, I haven't been at back at the bar in at least a year. Um, and I know people have just been messaging me. They are so excited for Trivia Comeback. So I'm hoping for a huge, huge turnout. And I think breaks can kind of work that way too, um, yeah. just to, to raise the hype uh, in between events. Um, and yeah, the silver lining is you, you don't feel like you have homework when you wake up <laughs> on Friday morning.
2: You know, we talk about us taking breaks, but I'll bet you can look at your player population And you can say, oh, uh, I noticed that that team isn't here tonight and that team's been gone for two weeks. Players get to take breaks and they take them all the time and we never really think much about it. And I almost feel like maybe the players probably would think the same of us. You know, I mean, granted, us not being there affects so many people. But at the same time, if if a team can take a break, so can a host. Yeah. You know, you're not going to see the same bar staff and wait staff there necessarily every week as well. You know, hey, uh, you know, where's Gabby? Oh, well, Gabby yeah. is uh, taking the week off and, or maybe she switched shifts or or whatever the case. So, you know, you just say, oh, OK, and you move on. And I, I would hope that a player base would do the same thing for us.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny when Jay said the only thing that hits you is your pocketbook. Uh that's the first time in a year and a half that I remembered that I used to be paid weekly to host trivia in a bar, <laughs> and I was like, "What do you mean?" When I took weeks off, it was about the same because I've been doing, you know, Twitch, which is totally a, a totally different monster. Um, but yeah, that's actually something that I didn't even think about, like what happens to to pay for that week and stuff, because I haven't thought about that in you know year and a half now. Good lord. Oh, but overall, so. I, I think all of us can agree, and especially considering the feedback that I've gotten from my players and Jay said that he got it from his players, that uh, it is worth the investment in your own mental health uh, and your own business to give yourself a bit of a break now and then. Best if you can plan it so that the game can continue if your venue requires that of you, or um best if you do it the same exact way for eight whole years where you get the entire summer (laughs) off you son of a bitch that is the best (laughs) effort um but yeah i i think the the slight downsides that come from you know last minute cancellations or having to preempt or anything um the the positives of taking a taking a week off or taking a couple weeks off here there are Definitely in the favor of most Trivios. And unless you guys have anything else to say on it, I think it's about time for this week's keyword challenge.
2: Yeah, I'm ready for the keyword.
0: Let's do it. All right. Uh, So for people that are unaware of the keyword challenge, the way that it works is one of our listeners has submitted to us a random and unknown keyword. Uh, They've either done that through sending us an email at quadriviapod at gmail.com or you can go to quadriviapodcast.com and fill out the keyword challenge form there. What we then do is randomly select one of these from one of our beautiful listeners. uh, And we take 10 minutes off mic to write the best question that we can that features that word either somewhere in the question text or in the answer. Uh, We are strictly limited to those 10 minutes. And when we come back from our break, we will have three questions uh, that feature the keyword convention submitted by phil wrighthouse from indiana thank you phil for submitting the keyword convention so are you guys ready to do the keyword challenge
2: absolutely ready yeah,
0: Absolutely. All right let's all do our best not to write the same question that i think all of us immediately maybe thought of when we heard convention right
1: i have no idea what you're talking about I, <laughs>
2: I, I actually legitimately have no idea what you're talking about. I'm just going to. Yeah. Okay. I'll just right. float over here on my own raft. Okay. All right.
0: Well, when we when we all come back from break and we all have questions about San Diego Comic-Con, well, it's not my fault. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Uh, see you in 10. Take it, yeah. Um, we will see you guys in just a few seconds, but we'll be back in 10 minutes. Take it away, Jason, with your cut together, your cut together love of PBR beer.
1: All right, and we're back with the keyword challenge. So the keyword this week was convention uh, by Phil Wrighthouse from Indiana. So we all took a little bit of time and put together our best uh, trivia questions. I don't know if mine's my best work, but I put together a <laughs> trivia question. Um, yeah, it still counts. It <laughs> still counts. It, it has well, a question al- mark at the end. We only had 10 minutes. Usually, uh, <laughs> usually got a week to think of this stuff. Um, <laughs> but yeah, James has the first question here. What do you got for us?
2: Oh, let me see. Question is what 81 year old founding father closed the Constitutional Convention with a speech that included the lines, I confess that there are several parts of this Constitution which I do not at present approve, but I am not sure I shall never approve them. And in these sentiments, sir, I agree to this Constitution with all its faults. Not a fan of the
1: Constitution.
2: (laughs) <laughs> what heretic? <laughs> um,
1: I could I could take a, a guess at this, but uh, this is this is your constitution, not my uh, <laughs> charter of rights and freedoms. So,
0: <laughs> Jeff,
1: do you have a thought on this?
0: I mean, there's a couple there's a couple things to think about. He's 81 year old founding father, <laughs> so that feels to me like he's older than. I'm picturing in my head the Founding Fathers era stuff. And I think of um, Thomas Jefferson being young and red-haired and George Washington being older but not 81. And, um, you know, other big names like Sam Adams and John Adams. I don't think any of them were 81. But I don't think it's Jefferson because I don't think Jefferson would be uh that he didn't like parts of the constitution um i don't know i I mean my only my only real thought would just be benjamin franklin based on his age but i can't i have zero thunder behind that (laughs) he's like one of one of like five founding fathers that i know that signed it that would say something like yeah i don't like it but yeah i'll sign it
1: Now, I I don't know a ton about this stuff, but I do know when I've seen pictures of him, he he looks pretty old and pretty bald. Um, (laughs) So you've you've got my vote on uh, Benjamin Franklin.
2: Well, uh, let me tell you that originally I had found a question online that it's the same answer but uh, let me give you this question what ailing founding father was carted to the constitutional convention in a sedan chair carried by four prisoners now the problem with that was i like kept seeing that same question copied and pasted from site to site to site to site and nowhere was there anything like on history or pbs or any place that backed it up so i didn't want to ask that however I just thought maybe I would say that, you know, just to, you know, say, hey, folks, here's something interesting that might not be true, but still. And <laughs> the answer to both questions is Benjamin Franklin. So yeah, you both yeah. you were able to suss it out. Yeah. You see his picture on the one hundred dollar bill and uh, he's got that face like, you know, uh, whatever you're about to do with this one hundred dollar bill, I do not approve. <laughs> <So> <laughs>
0: Wasn't so, it, I, I? could be wrong, but wasn't a penny saved is a penny earned? Wasn't that one of his?
2: Uh, yeah, of his he's sayings? had so many. So that's definitely one of his sayings. And I mean, he had pseudonyms all over the place. Uh, yeah. He like wrote
0: from National Treasure.
2: Yeah, and, uh, didn't he write uh, something called like "Fart Proudly"?
0: <laughs> he he did, and I
1: don't know why I know that.
2: <laughs> As I want to say it might even be something that was mentioned on a previous episode that I didn't record, but I think I saw it somewhere in some chatter notes. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he sounded like a hell of a guy. I mean, you know, I was like, let's go to France and get some hookers. I don't, yeah. Okay. Whatever, <laughs> whatever you say, Ben, you know, <laughs> it's a long trip, but.
0: I think that the, the, the thing that i missed in this now knowing that I was correct because I focused on 81 year old really fast because that was the person that stood out to me. Mm -hmm. Um, but what founding father would have closed the constitutional convention? Like how many people, how many people do you think would be a knowable name that would close the constitutional convention? For me, that narrows it down to like three people total. And I still don't think it was George Washington or Thomas Jefferson. Um, my history on that era of uh, the Founding Fathers isn't great, but I definitely would have leaned towards it if I had paid attention to <laughs> the person that closed the Constitutional Convention. So I, I think it is, despite there being very little like facts about Benjamin Franklin in it, I think that there is definitely enough there for teams to work with um, even if it's using it to eliminate other people, um, like other names that you that people might know. So overall, I think it's a great question, especially since I got it right.
2: Yeah. Yay. i I want to say like the wordiness of his quotes the the second one i gave which was a little bit more succinct you know in these sentiments sir i agree to this constitution with all its faults you also narrowed on that one saying you know who would kind of be like you know this isn't perfect but it's it's still pretty good you know and that does seem to be the kind of personality he would have so uh i might say you know on my own critiquing maybe cut out the the longer quote and just leave it with the other one but yeah i think that like you say i'm hoping at least that's what you agree that uh, there's enough nuggets that will help you suss it out yeah
3: for sure
2: and and on the canadian side i i you know <laughs> i apologize i it is just Name so easy Go. you know <laughs> it's so easy for people in the united states to be like well i'm gonna write united states trivia because anytime we watch any kind of a quiz show game show or whatever that's what we get so uh you know i i apologize to all of our worldly listeners out there and we'll be uh, more mindful of that in the future
1: well in in fairness uh my question is also kind of about american history so (laughs) (laughs) wait seriously yeah how
0: (laughs) i don't know how this happened I, maybe it's just my brain when I hear convention that I think geek shit like that's immediately <laughs> where my brain goes. I don't think of the, the Constitutional Convention.
2: Oh, my God. Are, are you think- saying that those guys back then weren't just a bunch of, you know, poli sci geeks, you know, guess, or, yeah, or whatever? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I
0: guess that's fair. All right. Well, if your question is also about uh, U.S. history, why don't I break up the U.S. history monotony with other non-us history stuff it'll be a u.s history sandwich (laughs) i like it (laughs) all right so my question goes like this when it comes to geek culture conventions in the u.s there are plenty to attend there's of course the san diego comic-con international new york's comic-con c2e2 here in chicago the chicago comic and entertainment expo and dragon con in atlanta and pax the penny arcade expo uh pax west in seattle uh, notably absent from this least this list of geek culture is Gen Con, an annual convention in Indianapolis dedicated to what topic? Hmm. I thought with Phil being from Indiana, this would be both cool and fun. There's not a lot of hints in there. This is maybe a you know what are you doing?
2: Well, I mean, you know, you've eliminated in a way Comic Con and uh well that's pretty you know comic this comic that that's pretty much what you listed but Mm -hmm. gen con
1: so Uh. this is one that i think i just kind of cold know (laughs) um but uh yeah james if you want to try to work through this my advice might be um well i don't think i don't think Gen has much to do with it it does not um and you could kind of look at there are certain, I guess, different mediums that are being hit here. And uh, there's one in, in my world, at least, big medium that's kind of missing.
2: Well, if I were to take that in consideration, obviously we have the comics uh, already covered. There's an arcade expo listed there. I was almost thinking like gaming consoles, but I'm going to assume that... We're not going to include that because probably the Arcade Expo takes care of that, and I think Comic
1: Con uh, too, because hasn't Comic Con kind of grown to
2: oh well, you know, yeah, be
1: kind of all encompassing, you know, just yeah. fandom.
2: Yeah. Dragon oh. Con, go well. I would say Dragon Con mm-hmm. is probably your role-playing stuff. So if there was anything missing, my first guess would be that it's going to be sci-fi and/or fantasy movie type stuff so i i'd probably guess science fiction such as star trek and star wars those would be like the the top billings that's my guess i
1: mean it's gen con not next gen con <laughs> <laughs>
3: um i'm no, way off huh
1: a little bit um but i mean i'm
0: yeah you you are and you aren't because some of the things might have sci-fi yeah aspects well, to them
2: um then I, I would say the other thing that's missing is tabletop board games
0: that would be your correct answer gen oh con well, hey. is the largest tabletop gaming convention in the u.s um the reason that it is called gen con and this is fun 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 trivia knowledge is that it was founded by Gary Gygax, the guy that would later go on to create Dungeons & Dragons, all hail. Um, and he is famously from Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, where there is a small stone in the pavement that is dedicated to Gary Gygax that has a D20 on it. And if you roll your dice on that stone, it blesses your stones for, or blesses your dice for good future rolls. And the original name of Gen Con was the Lake Geneva War Games Convention originally held, I believe, (laughs) in Gary's backyard. Um, But that was then shortened to uh, Gen Con, Uh, just shortening of Lake Geneva to Gen and then Gen Con. But yes, the the largest tabletop uh, role-playing board games. Uh, They even have some live-action role-play, all sorts of other stuff there too. But that is the place to go for collectible card games, board games. They have one of my one of my trivia players would go there and play a very expensive Star Wars spaceships game that he tried to explain to me once that I could not understand at all. But yeah, that's that is Gen Con. When you're going down the list of geeky big conventions, you have all of the the major ones like San Diego, New York and C2E2 that have become kind of multi genre things. They're not just about comics anymore. Now they're kind of like pop culture and geeky culture stuff. Um, Dragon Con also falls into that. PAX West is, or all of the PAX ones, but PAX West specifically, they're all video game. Um, but yes, Gen Con would be the the other leg of the geeky table that definitely yeah. needs to be mentioned when you're talking about conventions.
2: All right. Good stuff that your fun fact was actually fun. I'm very pleased to know that. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I like the blessing of the dice. That's
0: (laughs) yeah, it's that's awesome. It's a thing the last time that I went to Lake Geneva, um, I did not bring my dice and I didn't think about it because it was kind of a spur of the moment thing. Um, And then we got home and I remembered that that was a thing. And I was so mad. I was so, so mad that I didn't bring my dice. Uh, Or I didn't even look for the stone. I didn't even look for it. It's just it's uh, I believe it's by a fountain on one of the main streets in Lake Geneva. Um, For people not from my area, which is both of you and probably a significant portion of the listeners. uh, Lake Geneva is a town in Wisconsin. It's about an hour north from where I live just over the border in Wisconsin. So a little bit west of Chicago and straight north. Uh, And it's a really nice town. It has uh, docks. You can take boats out and they have this excellent little downtown area that is just it's an excellent little mini vacation place. It's not um, uh, you know, it it doesn't have the same attractions as what I might talk about later in my round. Future (laughs) hints. But yeah, it's, it's a fun place to go spend a weekend, do some shopping. They have water parks and stuff like that. It's nice. Yeah.
3: But
0: anyway, uh, besides, besides like GenevaCon, um, what do you got? Do you guys have my only real concern about this question was that it is, I, I don't like to do you either know it or you don't ones. And I was hoping that the conventions that I picked would leave tabletop gaming as kind of like the only bare spot in geek culture that wasn't mentioned. And so when Jay, when you said that, that made me very happy, but I'm, I'm concerned that I that Dragon con might have thrown a, a wrench in the works I think I think maybe because yeah it got
1: James thinking that maybe that was where um, kind of tabletop stuff would be encompassed you know and mm-hmm. and then you know we could we could hear his thought process and trying to think outside of uh, these different mediums um I think what's kind of a disadvantage here is that yeah gen con the name really doesn't give you any help right so yeah. I think anyone would really hone in on that and try to think of, you know, what, what could GEN stand for, or is that generation con or, you know, yeah. what is a general con? Um, so yeah, I don't know how you could maybe move this around, like, cause you couldn't flip it and say, you know, what is comic con about, you know, well, it's about comics and you couldn't, um, I mean, maybe with dragon con, um, I don't know. Maybe you could flip it around a little bit, but I think it's a fine question.
0: Yeah, I, I, I played around with the idea of of throwing in that uh, don't think too much about the name because it was based on its original location, um, and then I was like, well, would that even? I don't even know if that would be super helpful. Um, just you know, I kind of wanted to avoid like this Geneva convention is different from the other Geneva convention. They're two very different <laughs> Geneva conventions. I kind of wanted to avoid even mentioning that, except for in like the the notes part of the question where I would say, hey, it was originally like Geneva war games convention, but I don't know.
2: But I, I mean, I, I know that we always talk about the know it or you don't questions, but while this is, in effect, sort of like one of those, it's still something that I think is graspable and gettable by someone. I mean, you do have notably absent from this list of geek culture. So uh, it it's just something that I happen to stumble in the wrong direction. But hey, once I, uh, you know, I had a teammate that said, well, it's not sci-fi. And I said, well, then looks like tabletop games is missing. So it's, you know, in a you have to think about in a team situation when uh, uh, you've got a table full of different minds that hopefully you can direct yourself towards the right answer. So I think that this is actually a fine question the way it stands.
0: Well, thank you, I, I appreciate that. All right. Let's let's um, let's finish off this, uh, this US history sandwich. Actually, wouldn't it be a tabletop gaming convention sandwich on US history bread? <laughs>
1: Depends. I mean, I guess I call it a peanut butter and jam sandwich, not a bread sandwich. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, All right. So, yeah, mine uh, going back to some American history, but I I don't know, like I I don't know if I'd call it American history, American recent history. Um, While endorsing Mitt Romney in 2012, Clint Eastwood gave a speech at the Republican National Convention where he frequently and strangely (laughs) addressed what empty object
0: (laughs) I I one hundred percent know
1: this
2: one. I one hundred percent do not. Oh, you um, don't remember this? No. Oh my gosh. Oh. Uh, well, you know, I if if I had to just take a a wild stab, it sounds like it would be an alcoholic container of some sort. <laughs> that would be. That's the the image in my mind that I feel like would be. A good answer. Now, whether it's right or not, that's another story altogether.
0: Now, Jay, I don't remember. I'm almost positive that I know who was meant to be there in that empty space. Oh,
2: I'm
0: trying to I'm trying to think of a way without without giving it away. But if I remember I think, correctly, wasn't he speaking to an invisible Obama? Yes, he was.
2: Yeah, uh, that what you just said makes sense now. Um, chances are, if someone is missing from a speech or something like that, there would probably be a place for them to sit. So, is that the answer that there was an empty chair? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's starting to ring bells in my head now. So. <laughs> Yeah. Although I think an empty beer bottle would be funny. Just Clint Eastwood <laughs> looking down, you know, just <laughs> every once in a while.
1: Hey, you I vote remember for Mitt were Romney full. empty yeah. bottle. <laughs> no, I, I like that because maybe, maybe you uh, got stuck on the uh, strangely bit there. And yeah, you're picturing a half drunk Clint Eastwood <laughs> <laughs> rambling about Mitt Romney here. Um, but no, that was uh, Obama. So he... Um, was basically critiquing all of obama's policies to an empty chair um and uh in an interview with esquire here uh they said when asked what troubles him most in his life his answer was i guess when i did that silly thing at the republican <laughs> convention talking to the chair <laughs> so
0: um i mean i i think i think what because I, I understand what he was trying to go for like the idea was, he was supposed to be talking to Obama. It well, there was no chance that Obama was going to be at the Republican National Convention, and so the idea was, if he was here, I am going to tell you what I don't like about you, essentially. And in order to fill the space, here's a here's a chair to imagine uh, the the president sitting in, you know, so that this works a little bit better. I I understand where his mind was when he thought that. Is just the the way that it came off when it was recorded and replayed, he just looked like a crazy person (laughs) talking to an empty chair, which he was. But I mean, like they left out that part where he's like, I'm pretending to be speaking to someone, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of feel bad. But at the same time, you know, I disagree with him. (laughs) So, you know, whatever. It's a it's a wash in my book. I get it. But
3: yeah,
1: I will say that I was I was trying to I was thinking about sneaking Obama into this somewhere, but I feel like as soon as I added another person, like if I said, uh, addressed what object where Obama was supposed to be or something, then like chair just becomes so obvious. Um, Yeah. Maybe asking for Obama might've been a better way to go about it. Um, You know, he addressed an empty chair who was supposed to be filled by whom. Um, But uh, either way, I think it's kind of a
0: a goofy question, but a little fun. And that'd be I'd be interested to know how that would play with uh, a Canadian a, a mostly Canadian audience, just because I, you know, I know bits and bobs about Canadian politics here and there. And but I don't think that I would know anything about a convention of a specific party or anything like that. So this this, while it might be fairly recent historical memory for most people in the U.S., if they remember this um that might be a much tougher question i like i don't know how much you guys pay attention to american politics especially like the minutiae that happens at the conventions and stuff i think it depends on the the
1: ability you know yeah i guess that's true yeah it is a very meme uh, so thing. yeah if uh, if he's seeming like a crazy guy uh, talking to an empty chair you know that it was <laughs> it was cut down to a 10 second gif and it floated on up here
0: so All right. Uh, James, anything to say on this question?
2: Well, you know, unfortunately, it was a 100% I know it and a 0% I know it. And, uh, you know, unless the question were changed, or actually where you said, you know, if uh, it was addressed as there was an empty chair who was supposed to be in it, I feel like that I probably would have had at least an educated guess that I could have come up with. Uh, But then again, I was on a team with somebody just now, that knew the answer or at least could say hey you know obama was supposed to be there and then that just instantly triggered oh yeah i remember the the empty chair thing yeah. now so uh I, I see no fault in the question uh you know just a, a little bit of an adjustment for the audience you know it, it really just it's one of those things it depends on who remembers those things and it yeah. just turns out that i'm not a political guy so <laughs> i i didn't really remember it too well
0: yeah overall I I liked two-thirds of these questions at least better than mine. <laughs> um, so if you would like to tell us which of these you liked the best, uh, why don't you head over to com and cast your vote. Um, you can pick which of these three questions you like the best and let us know which of us should feel proud and which of us should feel shame. I already know it's me. Should feel uh, don't get down on yourself there.
2: <laughs> We should we all should. feel equally shamed. <laughs> yeah,
0: we should we should feel equally shamed that we let Corey to be in charge of the uh, of the website, so that he always wins. That's that's what we should feel shame about. But uh, as I as I spoke about a little bit in my question about Lake Geneva, uh, uh, I said a little bit about water parks and figuring that we were talking about breaks and taking time away. Uh, I have a round of trivia about amusement parks. That Whoa. was a request of one of my patrons um, that I figured might work well. So you guys feel like answering some questions about amusement parks tonight? Yes,
2: it sounds pretty fun. Yeah. All
0: right. Um, I went through and made sure that all of this information was it still, uh, correct. So as of this recording, which is mid, mid 2021, uh, all this information is correct, but in the future, if somebody builds a bigger or taller or faster roller coaster, uh, it's not my fault because I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, let me get these <coughs> copy pasted. All right. Your first question is this one. In 2016, Disney announced that the Tower of Terror ride at its California Adventure Park will be closed and replaced with a similar ride featuring characters from what Marvel franchise?
1: Okay, so this hmm. is, um, I, I know about this one uh, because I love the Tower of Terror. I've only been there once, but I thought it was the coolest thing. Um, and, you know, controversial opinion here, I don't think Marvel is the coolest thing. So <laughs> <laughs> I was a little bummed when they decided to change it. Um, so, yeah, I've, I, I cold know this one. Um, but James, do you want to take a, a stab at it?
2: Uh, you know, the only thing, and this was even in 2016, and yet I'm, I'm not a, like a, a huge Disney or Marvel fan. I try to keep up with little bits of news like this, but it's not something that I heard. And the only thing that I can think of recently is aren't they making a Tower of Terror movie right now?
1: I think they are, yeah, yeah. I believe, so, I
2: believe
0: that that is
1: a thing, yes.
2: So, for them to have changed this almost sounds like, well, now they're they have missing. On some of the promotional on that, but uh, oh gosh, I mean, you know, how many Marvel franchises could there be? <laughs> <laughs> there's only
0: so many movies, yeah, <laughs> there's but a like, thousand, there's so many,
2: <laughs> but I mean, for Tower of Terror, now yeah. I, I, I wrote it once many, many years ago, and if I'm not mistaken, the elevator car that you're in kind of goes along a track first, does it not?
3: Mm-hmm. yeah
2: I mean so you know i imagine there would be a little bit of storytelling there but in what what marvel storyline would it be like oh we're lifting you way up oh we're dropping you way down
1: i i think I, it's a it's a prison break if i'm not mistaken I, I might be wrong on this but i think it's a prison break and i know, know that it involves a raccoon
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know before you said raccoon it's like i've only seen a very small handful of Marvel movies, and two of them happen to be Guardians of the Galaxy, and I believe that there was a trash panda in one or two of those, <laughs> so. It's way worse, I, it's way yeah, worse. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, then I'm gonna assume that Guardians of the Galaxy is probably the answer then.
0: That is correct, and Jay, you are right, it is a prison breakout. The, the name of the ride, formerly Tower of Terror, is now Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, with an exclamation point. Um, That in specifically in the California Adventure Park was uh, replaced. So just that Tower of Terror, there are still three other Tower of Terror rides uh, at uh, Disney Studios. Um, There's the Disney Studios in Paris, and I think there's one at Tokyo Disney. I could be wrong, but there's still three other ones, three other Tower of Terrors that are still the same that are not Guardian of the Galaxy in other parks. The problem was is that they were building up that area of the park to be a Marvel area. And so they kind of just took that ride and made it Marvel themed and built around it instead of tearing it down and building something totally new. So that is is the story behind that. But it was first opened, I think it's like a month after uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2 was released. All right, very well done. Let's move on to question number two which is this one. Uh, Operating 26 parks in Canada, Mexico, and the U.S., Six Flags is one of the largest amusement park corporations in the world. The company's name is derived from its first park, which is located in what state? The park's name is a reference to the six different nations that have governed the state.
2: I think this is the one that I might know cold yeah i I don't know this
1: one
2: (laughs) um i didn't realize that six different nations have governed this state i can definitely think of obviously two um but you know it, it wouldn't surprise me that four others have had a piece of it i mean from what I, if I'm correct, this is a fairly large state. So, I, I, that's my inkling. So those are my clues for you.
1: Oh, you're saying it's a big state. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I've got no a, guess here. It's Alaska.
3: <laughs> um,
1: but I'm. Well. I'm a, based (laughs) solely on what you said i'm going to say it's bigger in texas and i'm going to say that's where you're leading me um i was kind of thinking california for some reason um knowing very little about the states that you guys uh live in but
2: i i also remember the phrase six flags over texas being a phrase you hear Mm -hmm. as opposed to i mean Uh, We have something in our state, it's called Kentucky Kingdom and Six Flags owned it for a while. They just called it Six Flags, Kentucky Kingdom. That doesn't mean we were governed by six different nations or anything. But but the historically, I think Six Flags over Texas is the right one. And that's why I say the obvious of two would be the United States and Mexico. Mm -hmm. But the other four, um, see, this is me and American history not getting (laughs) along unless Texas had part of the Louisiana purchase uh you know included in it you know uh, that would be the I, third one
0: I got you I got you baby birds don't worry I'll feed you <laughs> so you you did get it correct it is six flags over Texas of course right. the state of Texas was the very first of the six flags parks the six flags themselves uh I don't believe that this is the correct order or rather I can't guarantee that this is the right order but the six flags are where the six countries are Spain, France, Mexico, the Republic of Texas, Confederate States, and United States. And in recent years, uh, when the park first opened, and in different places around Texas, they have all six of those flags flying in a design. Of course, you know showing the history of the state and everything like that. They do not use the Confederate flag, uh, as it is associated with the you know the the quote unquote stars and bars with the blue X and the stars. They don't use that flag. They use a different flag to represent that time, um, and they don't have those flags up over all their parks anymore. They used to, and now they're just represented by uh, six different colorful flags. in all of their their Six Flags logo is like the six flag poles with the six flags on them. Uh, so they don't they don't really talk about it. But that is the history of where Six Flags got its name. Is the the saying Six Flags over Texas? Yeah,
2: well, uh, I I, had, I am appreciating the anecdotes in your questions here. So. Like I'm yeah, learning something. Yeah. Try to, try <laughs> oh my to help gosh.
0: Out. Try to help out. Uh, there's there's one of them that has zero anecdotes. So we'll, when we get there, I'll have a good laugh. Um, number three is this one, featuring 72 rides, including 18 roller coasters. What theme park, located along Lake Erie, holds the record for most rides in an amusement park? Um.
2: Lake Erie. That's gonna be. Is that New York? cannot tell you is that no is that the one Toronto's on I I don't know Uh, my Great Lakes (laughs) hmm. and the the only reason I'm aware of this and I might not even be correct Uh, the only reason I'm aware of this certain park is because I was uh, I I I attended an engineering school and there was somebody who's going to be a roller coaster designer and he worked up in cedar park now if that's along lake erie great synergy and serendipity are with us if not i really don't know if i could pull any other answers
1: yeah my so my knowledge definitely breaks down here like i know a bit about disney world disneyland universal studios um and maybe if it was something in canada like uh I'm, I'm hoping that there's a West Edmonton Mall question coming up because um, <laughs> I've been there. Um, but uh, I'm thinking Lake Erie and I was thinking around you know Toronto or Hamilton. But if it was if it had anything to do with Canada, um, Jeff would have put Canada
2: in the, in the question. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to defer to you, James, here. And and it's not called Cedar Park, is it? It's I ah, can't think of it.
0: It's you're really close. It, I know I'm I would, really close, I, and I can't if, think of it. If this was a live game and you wrote that down, I would probably accept it just because uh, you would have all but the last few letters of the second word correct. Uh, the correct answer is Cedar Point. And, Cedar Point, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, by Sandusky, Ohio. Uh, I think it's the southernmost part of Lake Erie. I know it, I know it points up and goes in over by Pennsylvania and New York, but um, Cedar Point is when it comes to roller coasters in the U S that is one of the ones, if you are a roller coaster, crazy person, that is one of the ones you go to. Um, it has the most overall rides with 72. Um, it has 18 roller coasters, which is second place for most roller coasters. Uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain holds the record with 20. Um, but Cedar Point, uh, from the inception of the Amusement Today magazine in 1996 uh, until 2013 uh, for those 16, oh, well, I'm sorry, 1997 until 2013, those 16 years it won Best Amusement Park, the golden ticket award for Best Amusement Park for 16 years straight, and has uh, consecutively held second place and then later on third place uh, uh, to a couple different parks once they began to to do international parks on that list as well so it is hands down one of the best amusement parks in the u.s so highly recommend i've been there a couple times they have one or two good roller coasters
2: Um, well out of 18 you know one or two is going to be pretty good i guess yeah
0: they, they have um uh well i could talk about uh other stuff here in a minute but uh sadly i didn't get too international, but here's an international question that doesn't have anything to do with Canada. Um, number four, the PortAventura theme park complex in Catalonia, Spain features an entire theme park dedicated to what auto manufacturer? This park features the tallest and fittingly fastest roller coaster in Europe.
1: Um, so fastest roller coaster, we got to be talking about fast cars here. Um, hmm. And Catalina, Spain. I feel like I feel like I should be able to tie a car <laughs> to Catalina, yeah. Spain.
2: Uh, yeah, I keep wanting to, and I'm sure a question will come up about like the Dubai roller coasters, but that's not where we are right now. But what would be, you know, a fast European car? I'm not a car person either. Um, so what Volkswagen golf? That's probably not it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: I mean, I, I was, I, I don't Yeah. I was thinking Ferrari, uh, is kind of where I was going when I think fast cars, um, is isn't that Italian? Am I am I dumb, <laughs> or is that Spanish?
2: It, I think I think it is Italian. Uh, just because you know it's in Spain doesn't mean that it has to be dedicated to a, a Spanish automaker. So Ferrari would be a, a fine enough guess. You know, I mean, the only other things I would think of would be like Porsche or. Uh, for you know ferrari so uh i doubt that there would be a <laughs> porsche uh and is it porsche or porsche by the way how do you say it what do you say
0: i've always said porsche when referring to the car but i've known people named porsche yeah i, I, I yeah. agree with you yeah. there
1: um, okay No, well. I'm, I'm just thinking ferrari has kind of the most um i don't know i am not a car guy at all and uh like when I think, what's a good car? Oh, a Ferrari, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I could I could maybe see like a Ferrari roller coaster, or right. um, oh, what what's the other one I'm thinking of? Um, or what's what's the company that also makes the jet engines? Uh, Rolls
2: Royce. Well, I thought about Rolls Royce, but that's I feel like that's more luxury versus speed. Yeah. At least you know in my mind, and you know, would a Rolls Royce? theme park really be like you know something you'd want to go to?
1: No that seems like they'd be serving lobster tails and stuff. You're right. It's
0: (laughs) maybe not as already yeah
2: overpriced. (laughs) So I I agree that we should go with Ferrari.
0: Let's do it. You agree correctly. It is Ferrari. Uh, Porta Ventura features Ferrari Land, which is home (laughs) to the roller coaster called Red Force, uh which is similar. It's a launch coaster. So if you've ever seen those, that's the the ones where they, you sit in the car and they don't drag you up and drop you down. They just shoot you out like a cannon. Uh-huh. Um, and it's called Red Force. And it goes up 367 feet and it goes faster than 112 miles an hour. Or uh, it's 112 meters tall and it goes 180 kilometers per hour if you don't use <laughs> Eagle Cheeseburger units. Um, Thanks for the conversion. But, you're very welcome. But yeah, it is... It, it is quite fast and quite tall. There's one similar to that in Cedar Point, which is what I wanted to bring up. That's the one that I maybe will never go on again because it, it, the ride is like maybe 30 seconds long and that it's like a two hour wait and they just shoot you into the air and bring you back down. It's kind of like, that was terrifying. I'm going to die. I will never oh. do that again. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. Uh, question <clears throat> number five is this one, which I'm copy pasting right now. Uh, Located in Bristol, Connecticut, Lake Compounds is the oldest continuously operating amusement park in the U.S. Did the park open before or after the Civil War?
1: I like you're giving me a 50-50 here.
0: Yeah. And when I say before or after the Civil War, why don't we say from the very beginning of the Civil War, we'll call it 1860. So did it open before or after 1860?
2: Well, let's see. I mean, let's just take into account what an amusement park in 1860 might have (laughs) um i you know i'm trying to think of you know like technology because i remember like in disney world when i was young they had the penny arcade which had those you know, crank cartoon movie things that literally cost a pay. It's like, oh, look at the old timey stuff. It's like, I don't know if they would you know, 1860 seems really early for something like that. You know, but that would be the kind of amusement you might see, uh, maybe. I, what kind of rides would they have? Horse drawn carriages.
0: I think it'd be in like, <laughs> hey, you know, that a thing you use to get around every day? Here's another one, stinky. but it walks in
2: a circle. <laughs> steam powered bumper cars (laughs) you know where i'm going with this and
1: uh i don't know like when i see something like this it's just it wouldn't be an interesting fact if the answer was that it opened after the civil war because all amusement parks opened after after the civil war (laughs) um So like I'm leaning towards before just to make it an interesting fact, because Jeff has given us a lot of interesting facts so far. But then again, maybe this is a red herring, not so interesting fact. I I don't know.
2: (laughs) See, he did say that there would be one that wouldn't have an interesting anecdote. But you know what? I still think that it makes sense to have something called an amusement park. It wouldn't have the rides and the attractions that we know, obviously, but, but it'd be there would be something. Yeah, that, you know, <laughs> hey, well, like live bands and dance shows. I mean, yeah. they have those at, at amusement parks now. So why not have something where you can enjoy an ice cream around the lake and then see the Jamboree Band? Or maybe so, some
1: carnies that steal your money. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guess, I'm,
2: I'm guess your wait. before. Yeah. <laughs> before is what I'll go with as well
0: before is your correct answer uh lake compounds has been in operation since 1846 oh wow so um i didn't look in too much what they had all the way when they started uh but james you're right that it was kind of like a boardwalk kind of street like street fair kind of games place that was kind of just all enclosed in one area um but I, i couldn't tell you if they had like rides or attractions of that sort but yeah that's uh, about what you're looking at at that time. Cool. Uh, here is question six which does or does not feature a hint. I uh, will leave it up to you. Well I mean besides the regular hint there mm-hmm. is a there is a, an additional hint which will make it much easier. I could do why don't I do it first and then I'll give you the hint if you need it okay, okay. all right here's question six it is this one uh, of the top 10 busiest theme parks in the world and this is by guest attendance. Only two of them are non-Disney properties. Coming in at number five, the highest-ranked non-Disney parks is the Osaka, Japan location of what theme park? <clears throat> uh,
2: based, based on the fact that he said the Osaka, Japan location of what theme park instantly tells me there has to be multiple locations. Yeah, I, I know that they very recently opened for example, a Super Mario theme park. However, I don't believe that they have more than one of them. I don't believe,
1: you know, I was trying to think if it could be uh, universal studios, it's kind of another, you know, I I guess chain theme park. Um, Yeah. (laughs) um, Or could it be like six flags, but now I'm just trying to get inside of Jeff's head. And I don't think he's going to give us two six flag questions. Nah, they Um, wouldn't.
2: Yeah. What kind um, of trivia host would do that? No,
1: <laughs> unless he's trying to trick us now.
2: <laughs> I, I like the Universal Studios angle because you're probably going to be uh, really capitalizing on the Harry Potter craze, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Because I would say that that's pretty worldwide. Um, so, I'll I'll go with that if you want to lock in with Universal Studios. Um, I just because I can't I can't think of any other you know, multi-location chain type theme parks.
1: Yeah, like that's it's kind of the only one I can think of. Um, and I know that like the Disney parks are quite different throughout the world. Like the, um, you know, the Disney World or Disneyland in France, um, you know, has the whole Jules Verne angle for uh, Tomorrowland and stuff. So yeah, I'm wondering if, yeah, is is there like Universal Studios Japan that has you know a more Japanese <laughs> angle? I, I don't know, um, but yeah, I'm I'm good with uh, Universal Studios, right or wrong, I'm in.
0: All right, let me let me add this hint. Uh, I think I need to screw up. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me see if me adding this hint will clarify. The hint is coincidentally that both Disney and this chain's headquarters are in Orlando, Florida. So. Do you I think that, assume, that means that you are right?
2: I really don't know if Universal Studios is headquartered in Orlando, Florida. I do know that they both are down there. Yes. Yes, so but, I will continue yeah. and say yes.
0: Yeah, it is. The that I believe that that was their their first if not their flagship, but I know that they have uh, Universal Studios in Hollywood. They also have Universal Studios Orlando is is the big one. Um, that's where they had the Harry Potter world and the Islands of Adventure, like that big dual park that they built. Um, but yeah, so even without the hint of, of both of them being headquartered in Orlando, you guys did get it correct. It is Universal Studios. Um, the only other non-Disney park that's in the top 10 is something called Chimlong Ocean Kingdom in, in China. Uh, and it's essentially like the world's biggest SeaWorld type place. Yeah. Um, in the top 25 all 12 all 12 of disney's major parks are represented in the top 25 and only two of them are outside of like the top 15 um okay. the uh the paris uh, disney in paris they also have their own version of like disneyland studios and that one's like 23 but i think that that's because it's an addition like a smaller park addition to a bigger park at one of the uh one of the major parks so it's just kind of like Here's a side park, but like all of Disney's parks are heavy hitters on this list. When I originally looked it up, I'm like, that's a lot of Disney. (laughs) Jesus. All right. Next up. Next question is this one. Um, True or false. Here's another 50, 50, 40, Jay. Despite the fact that it is in the eighth coldest state in the U S Wisconsin Dells is considered the water park capital of the world because it has more water parks than area in square miles
3: more water parks than
1: area in square mile is this one of those wacky uh american units
0: of conversion
3: <laughs>
0: no i actually let me see if this still holds true in non-eagle cheeseburgers hold on
2: <laughs> like like are you saying that <laughs> like wisconsin is Covered in water parks more than like residential areas. What or, or the, or like. No, more than specifically, miles. Specifically,
0: specifically the area known as Wisconsin Dells. So it's just Wisconsin Dells. In that area, okay. there are more water parks than there are square miles. So the square mileage of Wisconsin Dells, that number, is either bigger or smaller than the total number of water parks in Wisconsin Dells.
1: That's a lot of water parks. <laughs>
2: Mm, i even still why would you want that many water parks close to each other you know i mean i mean how how big could wisconsin dells be it just unless you just have a lot of mom and pop type water parks (laughs) because yeah that sounds safe
1: Oh, just a wooden slide going into kiddie pool or something. Literally
2: a a guy at the top with a hose just saying, Hang <laughs> on a second.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, no, I can't know. This has gotta be false.
1: I'm I'm thinking false just because we already had it true. I'm just I'm I'm gonna play mind games with Jeff here and I I think this is uh I think it's a little silly and I think he tried to trick us with a fact and I think we're gonna call him on it. I'm gonna say false.
0: So It's, it's funny that you guys are playing head games, uh, because no, the answer is true. Ah. That is a, that is a true statement. (laughs) Um, and it's, what's even crazier to me is that, so the Wisconsin Dells area consists of two different cities, the city proper of Wisconsin Dells and a neighbor city called Lake Delton. And both of those areas, like where they meet is where, quote unquote, Wisconsin Dells is. And Wisconsin Dells is literally covered in water parks. There uh, Those two cities, their total area combined is 16.3 square miles, which I did the math, 26 point something uh, kilometer non-freedom units. Um, but in square miles, there are at least 20 water parks in Wisconsin Dells over a 16.3 square mile area. So literally when you drive to Wisconsin Dells or if you ever visit Wisconsin Dells, uh when you drive down the main road that all the hotels are on, it's literally just water parks and they're everywhere. And then you get to another area and there's more water parks. And then in between the water parks there's some, you know, miniature golfing and some shops and a little downtown area and some hotels and then there's more water parks. It's it's literally just water parks. It's <laughs> so much fun to go there though i highly recommend it it's you know for being from illinois you know people from illinois and wisconsin have strong feelings about one another but that's one of the places in wisconsin that i like not green bay green bay can suck it but (laughs) you know the lake geneva and wisconsin Dells are both okay if you ask me you know if it's the eighth coldest
1: state um it just means that they really value their summers and when they do get warm weather you you want to be able to just throw a stick and hit a water park you know you don't want to think about it you, yeah, just want it you to don't want to go too
0: far it's <laughs> it's warm today it's going to snow tomorrow so
2: yeah i need a water, water park and now. Look, there's
0: one right here um <laughs> looks, also and if you home, don't like that one <laughs> yeah home to the world's very first indoor water park in 1994. oh wow um Question number eight is this one. Located in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee in the Smoky Mountains, what theme park first opened as Rebel Railroad in 1961, was renamed Gold Rush Junction in 1970, renamed Silver Dollar City in 1976, and came under its current ownership and name in 1986?
2: Well, I've been there, so I know the answer.
0: I have
1: not Uh, been there. And
2: i do not know the answer (laughs) you've never been to
0: pigeon forge tennessee i I find that Uh, highly highly unbelievable
2: i will tell you then as a hint that the namesake for this park is um i'll say a philanthropic woman who has been recently in the news because of her kindness and I want to say a statue was supposed to be made of her, but she refused. Do you know who I'm talking about?
1: Uh, no
2: no I, I,
1: I've searched my memory banks they're they're pretty right. shallow and no <laughs>
2: uh, She's a country singer. She was in the movie nine to five oh whoa and whoa, beverly whoa, whoa. hillbillies
1: whoa okay no this this has <laughs> got to be um uh, dolly parton right
2: yes and, and uh,
1: uh, what's the name of the theme park i know this now it dolly is it dollywood yeah
0: okay i do kind of know about this yeah yeah dollywood is your correct answer for that one um one of the things that i like best about james walking you there is mentioning her philanthropy and all the things that she does Um, she sponsored the, I think it's like the million books for kids or it's something like that where they just give books to kids, which how could you not be behind that? Um, and then also the fact that Dollywood is the largest employer, uh, in the area of Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, they have more than 4,000 employees and it is, uh, it generates economy and jobs for uh, I don't want to speak out of turn and say that it's uh, like it's a not a good area or anything like that. I don't know much about the area. All I know is the fact that she's very proud about the fact that she brought uh, 4,000, like literally thousands of jobs to a smaller uh, a smaller town in Tennessee in the Smoky Mountains.
2: Well, so I'll say, you know, I mean, obviously being that as the big draw, there is a lot more to do in the Pigeon Forge and uh, what it... What's the other city i want to say gatlinburg is that right that area uh, it, of tennessee might be.
0: i'm i'm not sure how close it is to gatlinburg um but all i the only things that i know about it is that she's very proud of the amount of jobs that she brought to that area
2: yeah but i mean besides dollywood there's a lot of attractions in that area so if you know if dollywood was the catalyst for it either way you know it's it is a pretty nice place to visit my Uh, daughter just had her eighth grade trip there and they spent a day at Dollywood and at a few other places uh, down there and they had a great time so it's definitely uh, a good place for for kids for families and everything so good job Dolly thanks so much all
0: right question question nine kind of breaking away a little bit but not really Described as a family amusement park unsuitable for children. Dismaland amusement park was an art installation created in 2015 by what artist?
2: Oh, I know it, but I kinda don't.
1: Is is this a
2: Banksy thing or am I, am That's, I out to lunch? This is exactly what I was thinking. It was Banksy. Now, since you said that. I'm just going to have to say that's got to be the answer.
1: It, it it seems like the kind of thing he would do. Um, it also seems like the kind of thing that maybe I would have heard about. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm going with Banksy. I can't give yeah. it any more. We
0: didn't really bury the lead too far on this one. It is it is Banksy 100%, and that is 100% a very Banksy thing to do. Um, if you've ever seen any pictures, I hi- if you haven't seen pictures, I highly recommend you look them up uh what he did was essentially create a quote unquote amusement park um with statues and artwork and art installations from a uh, a few different artists uh with a lot of his own personal work but he made it look like a decrepit broke down like old amusement park that nobody cares about and it's kind of like this holding a mirror up to reality type shit that he always does um And the the pictures of the complex itself, it has like a like a enchanted castle in the middle, but the castle looks broke down. It has like a water feature that doesn't look like it's taken care of. There's a bunch of other stuff built into it, and it only existed for only a month um, uh, in the fall of 2015. Uh, So he had everything built up, rented out the area, allowed people to come in and kind of go like, oh, this is depressing. Uh, and then <laughs> and then tore it down a month later but yeah i if you haven't seen images of dismal land uh it's essentially an art installation that looks as if it's it's a a broke down non-cared for old amusement park it's it's very cool looking uh i don't know if i would have traveled all the way uh i think it was in i'm not gonna remember the name of the city that it was in because i don't have it written down in front of me but i don't think i would have traveled to england to go see it but nonetheless still kind of an amusement park related thing
2: just, you know our I, uh our six flags kentucky kingdom was shut down for well over a year or two and <laughs> probably probably looked like a banksia uh, installation for a little <laughs> while there uh, it, it actually reopened pretty recently and it, it's back in business and we had visited it's, it's all good so yay for kentucky kingdom
0: I just, I just like the fact that you described it as a family amusement park unsuitable for children. <laughs> yeah, unsuitable for children. All right. And last question. Question number 10. With nine locations currently in four parks in the works, what theme park chain dedicated to a single product opened its first park in 1968 in Billund, Denmark?
1: I was really holding out for that West Edmonton Mall question. I was, <laughs> I was so primed. The uh, largest indoor roller coaster. <sighs> okay. Um I'm locations currently.
2: I think I know this one. Especially, you know, Denmark really solidified it for me.
1: Dedicated to a single product. It feels like something I should know. Um if you know, maybe throw me a hint. Uh, sure.
2: James. Um let's say that you know you could say instead of the four parks are in the works four parks are being pieced together right now oh this
1: i okay
0: <laughs> it, it's got to be uh should i give it away i, I think I yeah. Got it. yeah this yeah. has got to be legoland <laughs> that should be 10 locations uh and more future parks i think yeah they've added more so it's 10 locations and five future parks Legoland is your correct answer. I lied. Mm-hmm. I did have something fun to say about it, but it was fun because I missed my fact check <laughs> earlier today. Uh, but yeah, this one, unlike all the other ones that have little notes, this one just says Lego. Uh, Lego is your correct answer on this one. Um, the Denmark uh, clue was the big one. And I did get some pushback when I, when I asked this question live because uh, it's the largest part chain dedicated to a single product. But you could argue that all of the Disney chains are dedicated to Disney products, Mm,
2: maybe. Yeah, but I I think no, I think that you've got it. I mean, yeah, because Lego is, you know, just because they sell different varieties, but still Lego is a single product. But
1: nobody buys
0: one Lego. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I dare you to buy one Lego. (laughs) Just go walk into the Lego store, and be like, I'd Yay. like this this one this one two by three, please. And then Walk <laughs> out with the most useless Lego ever. Get her. Who needs it? Jeez. Psycho. Oh, yeah. Uh I hope I hope you guys enjoyed I hope you guys enjoyed these questions about some uh, some places you might go while taking a break from Trivia.
2: <laughs> I definitely enjoyed them. I I did, we did. A lot better than I thought we would because I don't feel like that. Even though we knew the answers straight up, hey, we were able to get what nine out of ten of them.
1: Yeah, yeah and the only one we missed was the the fifty fifty,
2: right? Well, yeah, oh, one of the one sh- of the fifty fifty, so that's not bad. shameful. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. When um, when I wrote this round, uh, I knew that it was a very niche category. Like I couldn't ask what's the name of the tallest, fastest roller coaster in Europe. I would have to use that as a jumping point to be like, hey, did you guys know that there's a Ferrari land? You know, is that a Mm -hmm. thing that's kicking around in your brain? And so whenever I got these rounds that I would write about whatever my patron wanted me to write about that week, um, I had to take into account something that they would absolutely be able to ace, maybe throw something in there a little bit trickier for them. But I mean, like, they were meant to be like, this is an easy round for you specifically, and maybe more challenging for everybody else. But I didn't want to make it too crazy challenging. So that's I kind of aimed for, you know, I added an extra 50 50 like true false, you know, type question, you know, I I didn't get too far into smaller locales. I think I think Wisconsin Dells might be the most obscure thing for people not from our area. Maybe like James, have you ever heard of Wisconsin Dells before?
2: No, I honestly, Wisconsin is even a, a, a state that I'm not familiar with. How do you say it again? Wisconsin. Uh, okay. No, um, <laughs> no but uh, no, Wisconsin Dells. No, I didn't. I hadn't heard of that. So um, I, you know, I was, as we were going through the questions, you know, you started off with Disney. Uh, you moved to Six Flags, and I'm like, you're running out of theme parks, buddy. I'm, <laughs> You've already hit the two big ones. It's like, what else could you ask? And it was pleasantly surprising how you were able to pull in from even the places that I had never heard of and yet made them accessible.
1: Oh, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it i, I like a little bit of you know the anecdotes that you put on the end of each one too and and like i said i actually did i learned something <laughs> these were these are like 10 fun facts when when people do my trivia these are like these are 10 things you you got wrong and you didn't learn anything. So, <laughs> but uh, i will say i'm still bummed that the mind
0: bender didn't make an appearance uh, <laughs> next I, time i did go to i did go to an amusement park um my family had had driven to New York to visit my family, drove back through Canada, through Toronto, uh, and went to God, what was the name of that park? That Canada's Wonderland? It might be. I think that's a there was a it was the first time I had ridden in a roller coaster where the coaster hung from the track. Because this was like in nineteen ninety three or something like that, ninety two or something <laughs> like that. So that was a that was a new big thing. I, I remember it was called the Vortex. And I was terrified to ride on it. Like, oh my God, you see how far out it swings when it turns. <laughs> but I think I think Canada's Wonderland is I, I only remember going on that specific ride and the fact that there was an area dedicated to Scooby Doo. That's all I remember because I was so young. <laughs> but uh but yeah. Uh oh. Luke's yelling at me from downstairs. I think that means it might be time for us to head on home, guys. What do you think?
2: I think yeah. this is a good time to wrap up, so uh, I guess uh, we should all plug ourselves. So, yeah, but before we plug we- yourself, <laughs> <laughs> that <This> sounded terrible.
1: <laughs> before we uh, break until next week. No, your joke was a lot better. Anyway, I'm Jay. Um, so yeah, I run Smarty Pints trivia most of the time, uh, but right now I'm taking my summer break and drinking beer in my backyard. Um, But you can talk to me on Discord or something, I guess, or um, maybe find me on a podcast. I think I'm on the next like four of these. (laughs) Everyone knows I'm not doing trivia, so they're they're after me to do the podcast. Um, But yeah, you can go to smartypints.ca or twitch.tv slash trivia, watch some old recordings while you wait for me to come back in September.
0: And I've been Jeff with RMT Trivia. Uh, Fun fact, I'm not doing trivia anymore. But you can find me on Facebook, uh, Twitter. Uh, I'm no longer on Twitch. Uh, Instagram, if you look for RMT Trivia, that'll either be my my old company page or what are now my personal Instagram and Twitter feeds. If you want to come hang out with me, I don't say much. I mostly post memes. But yeah, come give me a bar, Come Tell you what, instead of following me, why don't you follow James? Because he has other things to say on his social media.
2: <laughs> yes. See, there uh... you go. I set him up for you. <laughs> Yes, I'm James Key, the Trivia Nerd, and you can find me on social media, Facebook at the Trivia Nerd, Twitter at the Trivia Nerd, Instagram at the Trivia Nerd. If you want to email me, it's the Trivia Nerd at gmail.com. And I have a website. It's the Trivia nerd.com. So uh com. So, yeah, I'll, I'll try to, you know, if you hit me up on social media, I guess I'll have to. Hit you back. Is that the way it works? You know, yeah. we, we do some you know, DM sliding. I think that's what the kids are doing <laughs> these days. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you what, if uh, you don't want to talk to me and you want to talk to some of the Quadrivia people, we have plenty of social media outlets and inlets to do that way. If you want to email us, you can find us at quadriviapod at gmail.com, Twitter at quadriviapod, and Facebook at quadriviapod. We have a website. Actually, we have, what, about uh, 28 websites. I'm sure Corey (laughs) could tell you some of them, but the main one, quadriviapodcast.com. And of course, check us out on Patreon. Quadrivia is where you'll find us and uh, any support that you can give uh, is always appreciated. If you're unable to give monetary support, just tell a friend that you listen to a bunch of weirdos talk about writing and hosting trivia online, and maybe they should give it a listen. And who knows, if you're a Patreon supporter, you might hear uh, different rantings and subjects on uh, myself and Tipster on game shows, or maybe- talking uh, about ska music? Ska music. <laughs> forever. If you want to hear a little bit about that and just listen to me talk about how I was a a DJ in a former life for two hours a week, Uh, you know, so just uh, however you want to do it, just uh, get a hold of us. We'll be more than happy to talk to you. And of course, you know, the keyword challenge and and a lot more. Uh, So Quadrivia Pod is where you'll find us mostly online. So that should do it for us.
0: Yeah, I think we're. I think we should take a break from recording this episode. All right. (laughs) There you go, Jay. I'll be back. I used your joke again later. Thank you. Thank you. We we still have to figure out how to do an outro. What what if I had one of my kids come say bye?
2: That would be cool. Yeah. I think it would
0: work. Let me me page the children. Hey, kids. Tiny versions of me that are loud. Come up here (laughs) and say goodbye to the podcast.
3: (laughs) 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 Ha 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 Why would you say why? Why, why?
0: Because it was really funny when I said, Come say bye on the podcast. You said, Why? It's perfect. It's amazing. You're the best. Wait, Except is- for when you're not. But otherwise, you're the best. Where's Luke?